It's Taco Tuesday. It is? It's Isn't it? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Do you celebrate Taco Tuesday? Upon occasion. It's not in my calendar. Oh. It we, should be like a repeating event. It, every Tuesday is an excuse to eat some sort of delicious Mexican entree. I don't, I don't, I'm not disputing that claim. <laughs> Do you have like a favorite, like corn, flour? Oh, corn's much better than flour. Chicken, beef. And here's the thing, that corn tortillas is one of those few things that's better for you, even though it tastes better. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael here with Father Jeff. This is like a good corn tortilla. Not only delicious, also good for your soul. There was a waitress once in a Mexican restaurant when gave me the choice of corn or flour, and I said corn, and you know, not only did it taste better, it's better for you. She's like, that's one of the few things that actually, the one that tastes better is yeah. actually better for you. Isn't that so, great? That, yeah. that is good. Yeah, I, I think one of my questions for the Lord someday will be, <laughs> Why did ice cream have to be so bad? <laughs> like, it tastes so good, but it's so bad for you. It would have been much easier if ice cream tasted terrible. Yeah. But, um, it'd I'd, probably hurt the sales. It, yeah. The ice cream companies wouldn't probably do very well. Right. But during the summer, what's better than like ice cream? Yeah. In a, in a cone. Here, I was on Taco Tuesday, and now I'm, hi, my name's Michael, and I have a problem with, <laughs> with food. Wow. This is. There's going to be the, this is a, like the second admonition of a, a problem re, <laughs> a recurring, in so many weeks. A recurring theme in my life. Uh, it's good to be with all of you, and uh, we are already on our fourth episode. Man, just <laughs> just chugging along on these along. on this count. We um, if we were a toddler, we'd at least be potty trained by now. God willing. The, <laughs> so uh, this weekend we are celebrating the twenty second Sunday in ordinary time. It is also the last weekend in August already. I know, isn't that crazy? I, you know, it's been back to school season. Did you get excited to go back to school as a kid? I think, and I and I you know, see this with kids that I ask about. You know, I usually say a level of one to ten. You know, how excited are you about school to start? Yeah. A certain younger ones are like really excited, and sure. as, you, as you sort of work your way up, it's like I'm a negative fifteen. A <laughs> negative fifteen. Yeah, I would say in our house with fourth grade and second grade this year, we're still in the excited category. Yeah, I think parents get excited too because you start to get back into a routine, mm-hmm. and you know earlier bedtimes and bus rides of sailing off into the sunrise. Can't say the sunset because it's in the morning. Wow. It doesn't doesn't work well um but there's a lot of good things that come with back to school i always like school time i remember being i always enjoyed going shopping for school supplies mm-hmm. did, you, did you have a trapper keeper oh, of course they're they are still around and i think oh. i think they've tried to make them some of them look like more retro from like the 80s and the 90s right bring them back like the bon jovi one well and fanny packs are, wait hold on <laughs> Bon, the, you had a Bon Jovi I don't know if I keeper. did or not. Did but... it say, it would be great if it said living on a prayer on it? Right. And then you became a priest? Right. Well, would, I went to Catholic school, so it would have fit either way. Your whole life would have come full circle. Yeah. I just think I had plain colored no, trapper keepers. No, no Teen Wolf uh, no, t- tra- trapper teen keeper. Wolf. No, I would for me, it would have been Power Rangers, hands down. Oh, there you go. I was a big Power Rangers fan. Hmm. 
it was a, a big deal. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> in my karate. <laughs> um, but the, the, oh, I was going to say, I said fanny packs. Mm-hmm. They're, they're back. And I remember when I was a kid, my mom, my mom wore a fanny pack and I was not excited about that. Right. It was kind of embarrassing. No. I went to Cedar Point a few weeks ago. Like 14 year olds are carrying fanny packs around. <laughs> it's not just for garage sales anymore. Though they're, and they're wearing them in a very unique way. Have you noticed? They're, they're like in front, like, you know how you like carry a baby on your chest? That's how they're wearing the fan. Like it goes oh. across their, almost like a diaconal stole. Wow. We have little, de- tra- little fanny pack deacons running all over the place. Hmm. Adolescent ones. I think in general, the idea of the fanny pack is very handy. Sure. You can really store some great stuff in it. I maybe think we should get you a fanny pack. You know, well, last week we were talking about your, we should, we should logo a right. fanny pack. Oh yeah. A logo goes on everything. It, <laughs> John the 23rd fanny pack. It struck me that uh, today I was meeting with the pastoral team and they have the sticker on their um, notebooks and on their water bottles. I'm like, I guess I just haven't been around long enough to put one of those stickers on everything I own. Oh, yeah. Did you get some stickers, by the way? I know where they're at. Oh, you know where they're kept? Yeah. I used to have some here in my desk. I don't know if I have any. I can get you some. I got to start stickering up my stuff. You just get a stash of them and start throwing them nuts. all over things. Mm-hmm. Actually, that is kind of fun when you're out and about and you see somebody has a sticker on their car. You're like, oh, there's somebody I know yeah. from church. We always tell people, though, they're not allowed to put them on their cars unless they're kind and courteous drivers because, you know, they're they're representing us to an extent. Well, I thought of that when I put my CYSC sticker on my car, and I'm like, maybe this will help, you know, me with driving. Not that I was bad before, but I don't. I just, Do you get road rage? Uh, no, but you know, sometimes you just got to zip around somebody. That's true. I've I have admittedly, <laughs> I've admittedly passed church people on Sunday mornings, going to church, and then, but sometimes you know, some people are out for a Sunday morning drive. It's yeah. my morning commute. I'm right. just trying to get to work. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have time. We to... should beat the people to mass. We, I, <laughs> I do get here pretty early on Sundays, right. but some people, they like to be here, you know, right when the door is open hmm. to, to get that, that primo seat. It's because they want it. They want the front row to your homily. The padded one? The, just the front row is padded. Actually, I, I did that at my last parish in an oh, attempt to try to draw people closer. I padded just the front pew. You did not. I did. <laughs> <laughs> not where the server sat. But you know, that is, the other. did it work? Um, not really. No, they were like, "What? Who, who put this gross cushion on the pew?" <laughs> they were nice. Oh, they were. Oh, they were nice. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If and you, they weren't gross because no one sat in them. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed the kneelers here in the church. Have you knelt in at one in the pews? Mm-hmm. Not on the the kneeler itself, but in, yeah. we have we upgraded the kneelers when we designed the church. They are the Cadillac of comfort for your knees. Nice. Did you notice it? Um, say I did. Yeah, say yes. Good. Oh, I did. All right, good. I just wanted to make sure. We just want you to be. I think it's one of those things you would notice if it was bad. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, I remember um, at Camp Cove Chris down at uh, the Life Team Camp down in Georgia, they just had wood. <laughs> it was just like a board. <laughs> like, mm, not yeah, great. not great in that chapel. All right. Well, hey, let's get into a reading for this weekend. Still in the Gospel of Luke. Again, as I said earlier, we are the twenty-second Sunday. In ordinary time, Luke chapter 14, another challenging reading by Jesus. We've gotten these kind of a few weeks in a row. This is like not the softer side of Jesus, right? He's, he is laying down some, some difficult challenges to us these last few weeks. The summer is not a time to take off. That's right. Right. 
<laughs> Pay attention, folks. Back to school. We, yeah, the teacher is a teaching. Mm-hmm. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, knowing how they were choosing the places of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him, and the host who invited both of you may approach you and say, Give your place to this man. And then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place, so that when the host comes to you, he may say, My friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the esteem of your companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Then he said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors, in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. It's always nice to get an invitation. It is. You know, you check the mail. You go out and you check the mail in the mailbox, and you see a much nicer envelope than the rest. You know, time and thought has been put into it. It usually has, like, a cute sticker or stamp on it in some way, and you think, oh, what is, th- what is this that I'm about to be a part of, right? And then it's- when there's like, three more envelopes inside of that envelope. <laughs> and you're like, I don't even know which one to put back into the mail. It's like a <laughs> trivia crossword puzzle. Um, Yeah, it's it's exciting to be invited to something because you feel included, mm-hmm. right? You looked like you had a thought you were going to say. Go ahead. It just it struck me with this passage. Um, you know, people have been gracious to invite me over to their their places to get you know to get to know people and discipleship groups and families and things like that. And yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty low maintenance, I think. Um, but oh, you know, people that's what, that's what you think. Oh, no, just... I'm gonna go put my jacket back on <laughs> and move. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> But, you know, I, I do okay with cooking for myself. Um, I never really put on, like, a big dinner for, or rarely put on a big dinner for somebody. Sure. And so, you know, this really struck me with getting invited to some of these um, groups where there's a lot of people, and they all bring all this stuff, and it's it's really a nice celebration. It's like, I, I, I don't know that I could do the same for them. Hmm. Like, to have all those dishes, again, these are multiple people bringing stuff and everything, and I, I get it, but it, it has struck me that, like, I... I really have an inability to repay them, <laughs> you know, in the same way. Yeah. I, whenever we have people over, I have a hard time sometimes just sitting or enjoying company because either you're cooking or you're prepping or then you're looking at all the dishes that need to be done. And sometimes, and then this is a different gospel I know, but like it's the Martha or the Mary, right? Are we mm-hmm. working or are we visiting? Right. Um, but I think there's there's also, and we got out of practice of it during during COVID, right? Like we stopped having people over in general for a, a long span of time. Um, but it, it was fun when we started opening our homes to people again and having people come over uh, because, it, you know, whether it's a group of friends or family members or, um, you know, a community or like you said, a disciple group or a small group, just to be able to get together and be with people 
I think we we forgot how important those um, interactions are in our our daily lives. Which is interesting then that in this parable, instead of just enjoying each other's company in the in the festivities, they're like jockeying for position. Yeah, you know, like they need to be at the that front table or something like that. Sure. The the um. <laughs> well, maybe they should have just put a padded chair down, and people would have avoided it altogether. It would have <laughs> it would have been just fine. That that's the that's the secret sauce. That is that's that the, key, is. The, key, the key to success. And have the air conditioner blow in the back. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, why why do you think? Kind of our natural default as human beings is to like be competitive with one another. Like we're always vying for position. Do you think that's an instinct? Instinct? Do you think that's like it's more biological? I think it. I think it might be. Um, the animal kingdom does it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it struck me too that um, there's um, in psychology there's this uh, phenomenon usually with adolescents called imaginary audience, where you just sort of think you're on the you're the center of the of the world basically like you're yeah. you're the lone actor on stage uh-huh. and everyone's sort of watching you uh-huh. and so i think that's part of it you know with this too is like who's noticing me who's who do i have to impress mm. and i think it may just take a while for us to get out of that that mindset well you alluded to this last week too so i mean social media has completely magnified that like sure. we are literally vying for likes and follows and accolades and you know people to pay attention to whatever snapshot of my you know the good part of my day i decided to show to the right. the rest of the world uh so i think you know the use of technology and everything has only magnified some of these things that we probably have always experienced to some extent it's just more so now and I think that's why I avoid posting things a lot of times, even though I know people I'm connected with. Yeah. Kind of want to know what's going on with me just in a... Taco Tuesday, Father Jeff, corn tortillas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> better for you. Better better for you. But I think I resist that because I'm like, I don't want to, you know, be part of that whole game, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm not, I don't think, but I've trying to avoid the temptation, you know, cause it's, you know, it might be an easy road to go down, mm-hmm. you know, cause sometimes I even gotten caught up of put something online. I'm like, I thought I'd get at least a hundred likes out of this, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and I'm like, what am I thinking? Yeah. And what is, what is the validation in that? Right. If you only got 99. Right. You know, is that, does right. that make, make you less of a man? Right. I don't think so. Right. Uh, so they are, you know, arguing over the distinguished place at the table, right? And then the host says, well, give your place to this man. And then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. And I think in some ways, we can all identify with a time that we've been embarrassed, mm. right? Mine generally probably <laughs> probably was something to do with playing CYO basketball in, in middle school. <laughs> Obviously I'm over that traumatic time yeah. of my life. I was trying to think of one, but when you mentioned that, yeah, I can did, think of several. <laughs> did you play CYO? I did. Were you as bad as I was? Um, probably not. No, no I probably, I probably <laughs> was, was. Man, if we were only a few years closer, we could have been on the same team. They, they, they could have paired us up and do you play at St. Pat's and the ball never passed either of us. <laughs> 
I was I was tall I for did. a sixth grader. No, I was not. No, yeah, I played the same pass. Yeah, I w- I was an OLPH trailblazer. Oh, is that their mascot? It is trailblazer. I never knew that because of the Anthony Wayne Trail. <laughs> a trailblazer. It's <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <laughs> Stick with me, Father Jeff. Yeah. Um, we were the Fighting Irish. Big surprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. St. Patrick's yeah. real original. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, em- embarrassing moments in our lives. I think as a um, as a piano teacher, if I may for a second, I see sometimes like kids or adults too, like trying to avoid embarrassing moments, right? Like we all, we, I don't think any of us seek out, well, I would like to be embarrassed about something today. And so whether it, it comes to like preparing for a performance or whatever it may be, you know, I, a lot of people, especially if it becomes like their first recital or their fir- first performance, they might say, but what if I make a mistake? What if, what if, I sound bad. What if people don't clap, you know, whatever it may be. And then we have to like love them into saying, well, it's okay to make a mistake because you're human. And that just because you get a little embarrassed doesn't mean it's a bad thing necessarily. You know? Yeah. It's an interesting question. Like what is it that causes embarrassment? Like at the core of ourself, like do we feel we're somehow devalued, Mm -hmm. you know, or something like that? Um, Which I guess goes back to the question of where do we find our, value and we do where do we find our our rootedness and our groundedness so when we do dumb stuff or things happen that uh, we're not doing the walk of shame yeah that's interesting does embarrassment this is deep good job father jeff does embarrassment come from our own false expectation of what we think we're able to achieve but can't live up to and so when we don't live up to it we're then embarrassed by not being able to meet that bar I think that could definitely be part of it depending on the situation or maybe it's just something that just makes us look bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, not you, you always look good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But- <laughs> I, I'm, I'm even thinking of what I usually claim is my most embarrassing moment, which is we only have 23 minutes. So to set the whole story up, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll save that for a homily someday. Oh, good. But yeah, it was, you know, it's when people are sort of like literally like laughing at you or whatever, Oh, that's um, good. even if it's in jest, you know, it, it does sort of, you know, poke the ego. And that's, I think that's the big thing, you sure. know, it can kind of like poke the ego. Uh, I'm always super impressed with people who like just don't seem to get embarrassed because yeah. they're just so comfortable in their own skin. They're laughing at themselves before anybody else is. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a gift. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, let's, let's go to this next part though. Cause I think this is where it starts to get turned upside down again, because it, continues to say rather when you are invited when you get the invitation i'm adding my own commentary now Mm -hmm. go and just take the lowest place and so that when the um host comes to you he can say move up to the higher position so really it's the act of humility going well i don't need the best right i don't need i don't need to put myself before i don't need, need to take the biggest you know i do this with my kids you don't have to look for the biggest cookie on the plate and take it for yourself you can leave it for another person that's a hard concept for like an eight-year-old. That's a hard concept for a 38-year-old sometimes. Right. Um, but it's really cool when people like start to get it and they think, well, what if I do leave something better for somebody else? Because it's not always about me getting the best thing. And this is a parable of Jesus. So it speaks to something higher and a way of sharing in, in what he's doing. And so it's that putting ourselves aside um, or lowering our place that there is this great banquet in store and ultimately it's the great it's a great b- wedding banquet of of heaven and so 
we're going to win out at the end, you know, and have this, have this high place. Right. That, and that, and it'll be better than Taco Tuesday. It'll be better than. It'll be Taco Tuesday every day. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. How, how can you go wrong with that? I, um, I do think sometimes too that there's great reward then too when somebody acknowledges, you know, and, and of course the, the host is Jesus himself, right? Like we see this in this parable, but when he, when he comes to you and he says, Hey, I noticed what you've done. I want you to come with me. Like we all have those moments too in our lives. Like when somebody we look up to says, Oh wow, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Come, come along my side. And you're like, okay, I'll be there. I'm right next to you. You know, um, that's a, that's a pretty incredible feeling. I even had someone in prayer ministry when they're praying over me say, the father sees what you do and, and he's, he's proud of you. Mm. Like, that's like, whoa, that's a cool moment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. All right. Well, speaking of prayer, let's yeah. uh, wrap this one up. Ah, in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. Holy spirit. Mighty God, we're grateful that you have called us to your great banquet, uh, certainly of the Eucharist, also in the great banquet that we await in heaven. And while we're on this earthly journey, help us, um, Lord, to know that our value is found in you alone. Help us to know your heart for us. Help us to uh, seek your um, glory above all things. And also, Lord, give us the heart to reach out to those who really um, can't pay us back for anything, that we really pour ourselves out in love for them as you poured yourself out in love for us. God, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love. In the Holy Spirit, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. All right. Well, I think... You know, back to the corn tortillas for just a second. If you notice, you always get a double tortilla, usually. Like on street tacos, it's two corn tortillas. So it's like not only the better one, you get more of them. I think that should be a little less too. I got to do a better job of stretching out these prayers. So- <laughs> I think your your prayers are just wonderful. All right, friends. Hey, thanks for joining us on the podcast this week. We'll see you at Mass this weekend. And uh, tune in next week for another episode of the 23 Podcast. God bless you all.